0: Welcome to the podcast for Church of the Nazarene. We invite you to subscribe to this podcast for the latest updates and new episodes. You can also search for our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcast and tune in. Make sure to join us each Sunday at 9 on Facebook Live. Our in-person service times are 9 and 10:30 a.m. in English and 11:45 in Spanish. Also, celebrate recovery meets each Monday night at 6:30. Well, hello there, fraud. Still think you can do this? I can. In fact, I can do all things through Christ who is my strength. You realize things aren't going to work out the way you hope, right? They never will. What I realize is that I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. My life is his business now. You've admitted it. You're not enough. You should just sit down and forget this whole thing. May I decrease and He increase. May I stand firm until the end. Look at them sitting there. They seem nice. They wouldn't love you if they really knew you. I see them. I've never felt so much love than I experience here. God is with me and He's with us. I believe there's one thing today that we all desire. Now we're different. We come from different backgrounds, different generations, right? Different circumstances. But yeah, I I believe there's one thing today. Each and every one of us desire peace, peace. In a world, in a world that's so broken. We could agree on that today, right? Our world is broken. A world filled with confusion. Uh, I believe each and every one of us would say, maybe you didn't realize it until you came into him today. You would say, oh yeah, I... Give me some of that. I want peace. I want peace. Not just peace in our world, though certainly, certainly we see that happening, right? We see it everywhere. We see through uh, the tragedy, the crisis in Afghanistan with lives lost and others fleeing for their lives. We see that. In fact, whatever the opposite of peace is, that's what we see everywhere around us, right? But then there's this peace deep within, a personal peace, and today, I believe in your life, each and every one of you desire peace. You may face uncertainty today and uncertainty about your tomorrows. I, I think you desire peace. You may be frustrated today, angry, anxious, overwhelmed. I, I, I believe you, you desire peace. And for you, for you, that's what today's message is. God's truth is this. His truth is a promise of peace. Now, when God promises something, that's a little bit different. Like I I pray, I hope that my kids will one day say, yeah, my dad, he keeps his promises, but I have lived in a world like you where I've experienced some broken promises, right? But when God God promises peace, that's something that we can lean into today. (laughs) That's something that we can build our lives upon. Maybe you find yourself praying, And maybe often your prayers go something like this, Lord, change my circumstances. And some of us today are facing really challenging circumstances. Maybe it's a medical diagnosis, doesn't seem favorable. Maybe it's a bank account that's really not favorable. Maybe it's a job situation, maybe uh, family, relationship, whatever it is. Often, maybe like me, you would pray, God, change my circumstances. Maybe, maybe like me, sometimes you would even pray this, Lord, change my actions. What does that mean? It means you're frustrated by these patterns of behavior in your life, bad habits that you keep reverting to, temptations that just seem to be too much for you and you feel like you're constantly falling short and you're praying, Lord, change, change that stuff about me. Maybe even at times you would say, Lord, change my heart. Feelings of fear. Fear feelings of frustration feelings of anxiety but over these last couple weeks we've, we've actually learned we've actually learned one of the most important prayers that we can pray is this lord change my mind there's nothing wrong with saying lord change my circumstances there's nothing wrong with saying lord change my actions all these things i'm messing up lord change my heart these feelings that i have deep within me but but we're learning the truth of God's word is, Lord, change my mind. Lord, transform my mind. Lord, renew and restore and heal my mind. Because, because the truth is this, that most of life's battles are won or lost in the mind. That's the truth of this series. That's the truth that we've been leaning to over these last couple of weeks, that the battle of the mind is real and it's real and each and every one of us can sense that. We wrestle with that. We live in that battle and the truth is that most of life's battles are won or lost in the mind, because how we think dictates how we live, right? How we think dictates how we live. What's happening in here shows up out here, right? It's true, and that's why Paul, the Apostle Paul, tells us that we are transformed by the renewing of our mind. That's why last week, the Apostle Paul challenged us that we are to take captive every thought, not through our power and strength, but through God's Power and strength that these toxic thoughts battling within us that we can take them captive through the power of God within us so if you're wondering why in the middle of a an important time for our church on the calendar why would we spend three weeks talking about this it's because the truth is godly transformation begins in your mind it begins in your mind it really is. It really is all in your mind. I was thinking this week of a friend of mine. We began our friendship back in college. I was thinking about him and I was thinking about uh, his story. Comes from a hard family situation, a broken family. All of these mistakes that he had made before college and then, and then all of these other things that he'd experienced, he, he believed they kind of disqualified him. Now, now he's, believer in Christ, but yet yet he, he lived his life really believing that he wasn't good enough, that because of all of this brokenness in his past, he was kind of disqualified from any, anything God could want to use him for. And the game changer for him was when he realized all of these poor choices, not just from his past, but in his present, ways that he was making terrible decisions, ways that he was sabotaging relationships and doing just Dumb thing, I could say that about, he's my friend. Dumb things in his life, right? The game changer frame was when he realized how many of his poor choices were rooted in critical and toxic thoughts about himself. Lies he believed about himself. And once he was able to identify the toxic and broken and destructive habits in his thinking... God was able to begin to work and transform his life. Today, uh, we're gonna lean into God's word one more time as we conclude this series, Uh, it's on your mind. And so if you would, would you take out your copy of scripture with me? Uh, One more time, the apostle Paul has got some good truth for us. Uh, All three of these weeks, we've been leaning into his writings. Uh, and, And the truth is this, the result of a transformed mind, the result of a transformed mind is peace. The result of a transformed mind in your life and my life is perfect peace. Last week, we focused on what not to think, right? On these toxic thoughts and how we take them captive. And so today, today we're going to focus this out on what should we be thinking about. We've talked about what not to think about. Many of us can identify that. Oh yeah, don't think about that. Don't allow this thought. Don't allow this lie. But but instead, according to God's word, what should we be thinking about? So we're going to be in Philippians chapter four. If you have your copy of scripture, if you have your YouVersion Bible app, we have an event there waiting for you today. Uh, It's a great place for you to follow up. During the message today, and afterwards with some content, what's happening in Philippians four? Paul again, the apostle Paul is writing a letter, uh, this time from prison to a church in Philippi, and right before what we're about to read, right before the words that we're going to read in Philippians four, he's trying to give encouragement from prison. He's trying to give encouragement because the church, the church is is experiencing opposition; they're experiencing difficult circumstances. They're experiencing a world around them that is very broken. And even from prison, Paul's trying to encourage them to press on in spite of the circumstances. So join me. We're going to be in Philippians 4, verse 4. These five verses are rich. These five verses have so much today, but we're going to just skim the surface a little bit. And they're going to speak powerfully to us, the truth. The truth of God transforming our minds. So Philippians 4 verse 4 uh, begins this way. It says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. This is a command that if you were to look, that this is not a suggestion. This is not just an idea. This is not just, hey, I, I was praying this morning and I think this could be helpful. No, he is commanding the church to rejoice in spite of their circumstances because we know they're going through hard things. We know that life is not easy and good for the church here in Philippi, but in spite of that, Paul is saying, rejoice. He's commanding them, you must rejoice in the Lord, and you must do it when? Always. That's an absolute, right? In every circumstance, no matter how you feel, no matter what your bank account is, no matter what the diagnosis is, right? That, That you are to rejoice in the Lord always, and I'll say it again, rejoice. He doubles down on it, right? He wants to be clear the message here. You are to rejoice. In the Lord, verse five says this, let your gentleness be evident to all. If there's ever a word for 2021, isn't it that? Let your gentleness be evident. How's your gentleness today? That's like a whole nother message. Sorry, I'm getting distracted. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. The Lord is near. The Lord is close. The Lord is present. The Lord is, is with us. Do not, do not be anxious about anything. There's another absolute, right? Do not be anxious about anything, but in every, there's another absolute, situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. So so rejoice, no matter the circumstance, even though you're going through hard times, rejoice Always, no matter what, learn to rejoice. Why? But you got to let your gentleness. you got to be gentle. It's got to be evident to all. Why? Why can we rejoice? Why should we have gentleness? Why? Because the Lord is near. Because he's present among us. He has not left you alone in your circumstances. And as a result of all that, don't, don't be anxious. Anything. Anything in your life, don't be anxious. But what in every, in every situation... Come, present, come to God, right? The God who's near, come to him, come to him. He's building on this beautiful understanding. And and then look at verse seven, here it is, the peace of God. God's word is a promise of peace. A transformed mind is a promise of peace. This, This is it, verse seven, the peace of God which transcends, which goes beyond our understanding, which is beyond what we can comprehend, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. We know over the last few weeks, Paul, some of his writings, often at times he uses these terms. They're a military term. We have it here, again, in the original Greek. This word literally is kind of this military term of guardianship, of protecting Right, That this is the word that he uses. And what, what is true here, that the peace of God, peace of God, not my peace, not peace that comes from a quick emotional fix or a quick high, not from the best dark chocolate you've ever had, not that kind of peace, right? Not the peace that says, let's just turn on Netflix and drown out the noise. No, no, no. this is the peace of of God, the God who created you, He made the sun rise, and he 'll have it set later He knows the hair's on your head, His peace for you it goes beyond your understanding, and it will guard your heart. It will guard your mind in Christ Jesus that 's the truth of what he 's saying. Peace is the inheritance of Jesus himself. What did, you, what did he say in John 14, Jesus said, "Peace, I leave with you my peace." I give to you. I don't give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. This is the inheritance of Jesus himself, the peace of God, which goes beyond what we can even fathom. How can you have peace in that circumstance? Well, it goes beyond our understanding. How can you have peace in spite of, it goes beyond our understanding. How can you have peace even though you're seeing what's happening? It goes beyond our understanding. And it guards our hearts guards our minds in Christ Jesus. And now in light of that, in light of that, we get to verses eight and nine. In light of that, Paul is gonna give us some final instructions on how to think. How do we live in this peace? The peace of God that can go beyond our understanding, that can guard our hearts, that can guard our minds, the battle in our minds. How do we live in that peace? Join me in verse eight. It says this, finally. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true and whatever is noble and whatever is right and whatever is pure and whatever is lovely and whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. This is another command. You see it throughout Philippians 4. It's not a suggestion. It's not a, well, if you want to try this out, if you need a little boost in your peace meter. No, no, no. This is a command. The command is this, you must think on these things. That the peace of God, again, which goes beyond your understanding, it's going to guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And how do you live in that peace? How do you make sure it's not just a temporary thing that's here on Sunday morning, but Monday morning, it's long gone. No, no, no. Listen, you you must dwell on, you must think on these things. You must. And then verse verse 9, whatever. Whatever you've learned or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. Here it is again, the peace of God. Know the God of peace will be with you. The God of peace will be with you. Exhortation number one in this passage, right? What is it? Think on these things. Dwell on these things. Set your mind on these things. And what's exhortation number two? Put them into practice. Put them into practice. Paul is making it clear what? That our thoughts impact our actions, right? Think on these things, and then, and only then, can you put them into practice. In fact, in fact, I love this. I love this. This is worth writing down. Paul moves us from thought, think on these things, to action, put it into practice, and then to experience the God of peace will be with you. Do do you see the logical, this, this is not just thrown together random. I mean, this is a logical course of action that he moves us from thought, think on these things, dwell on these things, set your mind on these things. And that moves us to action. Now we begin to put these things into practice. And then finally, finally, it moves us to experience this God of peace, walking in peace. Walking in relationship with the God of peace. Sometimes we get these out of order, don't we? Sometimes we get them out of order. We want God, like I mentioned, we want him to change our actions first. But because I, I lose my temper, or I get distracted, or I'm so undisciplined, or I always feel like I'm running in a thousand different directions, right? Or, or we want God to change our experience first. I don't have peace in my life. I feel like I'm anxious or overwhelmed, or, or right. So often we want God to change our actions or our experience, but it must first begin with our thoughts. Remember, it really is, really is all in your mind. There's an entire discipline now in modern psychology. An entire discipline, it's called Cognitive Behavioral Therapy. Now, there's some like, really smart people in the room that could come up and tell us all about it, but, but just summarize it to say this. Cognitive Behavioral Therapy is this understanding that many of the problems that we experience are rooted in faulty patterns of negative thinking. And so what does this kind of therapy uh, um, suggest? It suggests that treating a problem often begins by changing one's thinking. I love, I love that psychologists somewhere are acting like this is a a creative original idea. When God's word has been saying this for generations and generations, the truth is what's happening in our mind impacts how we live. It impacts our actions. It impacts our experience. So Paul gives us specific instructions. What to think about and by implication, what not to think about. So so what is he saying? He's saying, what are we to dwell on? We're to dwell on what is true. What is true? Not what is popular opinion. Not what the lies of the enemy are screaming in your ears. We are to dwell on. We are to think on intentionally, right? What is true? What is true? We're to think upon what what is noble. Not the dishonorable things. Not the things that are dishonorable to God or dishonorable to myself and others. No, we're to to think on, dwell upon, fix my mind on what's noble. Fix my mind on what is right, not lies. Not the lies I tell myself or the lies I believe about myself and others. We're to fix our mind on what is pure and what is lovely and what is admirable, not ugly things, not hateful things. They can't be what I dwell upon. Finally, Paul says, dwell on what is excellent and what is praiseworthy, worthy. Not meaningless things, not frivolous things. Can you see the difference? Can you see how in my life, in your life, that if I'm dwelling on popular opinion, the lies of the enemy, things that are dishonorable to God and to others, the lies that I, I sometimes believe about myself, things that are kind of ugly and hateful, things that are, that are meaningless or frivolous. Can you see how if that's what I'm dwelling upon, I'm never going to have peace in my life? Can you see that? Can you, can you feel that in your life today? Because I can. I've been there. I've lived that. I've experienced the chaos. That thinking upon those things creates in my life, in my actions, and in my experience. And now can you, can you imagine with me the opposite? A mind that is determined, no, 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 I'm going to think on what is true and I'm going to think on what is noble. I'm going to dwell upon what is right and what is pure and what is lovely and what is admirable and I, I will fix my mind on what is excellent. Can you see how? Can you see how that leads to, that produces fruit in our life, the peace of God? I love this quote. I have it for me on the screen. I have no idea who said it. So Anonymous gets credit for this one, right? But this is so true. Your mind always believes everything you tell it. Your mind always believes everything you tell it. Isn't this so true? And maybe... (laughs) Maybe it's hard for you to admit that's true for you, but, but everyone can think of someone that this, I'm throwing out all the absolutes today, right? Because always everything, but, but you may not say, well, I don't know that that's true for me, but, but my neighbor down there, let me tell you about her or that person and, you know, my mother-in-law, give me a second and I'll share, right? Because everyone can think of someone that that's true for, right? Maybe we struggle to see it in ourselves, but we see it in others. Uh, someone that's easily blinded, by a lie in their life or something that they believe, and, and it's, it's, it's hijacked everything. Why? Because they're believing everything that their mind is telling them. For many of us, you, you do know this truth, right? Maybe we don't want to admit it, but you do know this. Maybe it's something like this. You experience hurt in your life. Maybe at a young age, someone broke your trust or lied to you, Or you felt hurt or abandoned. So what happens in that moment? What happens no matter if it was yesterday or a week ago or years ago in your life? What happens? Well, we begin through the pain of that. We start to believe things about ourselves, don't we? You start to believe maybe I'm unworthy or I'm unlovable or I'm damaged goods or my parents separated and it's my fault. All I do is make mistakes. You see how quickly... You see how quickly we believe everything that we tell ourselves and so in that moment what do we start to tell ourselves? All of these toxic thoughts. So what happens now when the root of that lie begins to work its way into our lives, it results in action. Remember remember the progression that Paul gives us? It it starts in our thoughts and it moves into our actions. So how does this move into our actions? Well we start to hurt others because we've been hurt. Not because we want to. We might not even be aware, but we start hurting other people in our lives because we're hurt. We, we, we sabotage relationships. We push people away. We only let them, because if they really knew us, they wouldn't, so what do we do without even realizing it? We push people away. We don't let them see. How else does this impact our actions? We never take a chance. We never take a risk. We're so afraid of failure that we just play it safe all the time. See how quickly? You see how quickly we always believe everything we tell ourselves and then suddenly it impacts our actions and then now, and now, what does that do? It impacts our experience, doesn't it? We lack joy in our lives. We lack purpose. We're overwhelmed. We have no peace. Why? Because these these thoughts... That we've told ourselves, that we are dwelling upon, not the things that God tells us to dwell on. These other things now have impacted our actions, and now, of course, they impact our experience, don't they? Every moment that we're awake, the first moments that we wake up, why am I so anxious? Why am I afraid? Why am I overwhelmed? Whoa. begins often the battle in our mind. So I, I want to ask you this question in response. If your mind believes anything you tell it today, what are you telling it? If that's true, and most of us would say this true, oh, for them and them and them. So if that's true, if that's a true statement, then the question question we must ask today, then what are you telling it? What are you allowing into your mind? What are you dwelling upon? If in this battle of the mind that we've been talking about, we must be intentional, not just haphazard. What are you telling it? That's the question. That, that, that today, if you're desperate to experience real peace in your life, this is the question, isn't it? What are you telling your mind? What are you allowing yourself to dwell upon? What are you intentionally thinking about? I love what the prophet Isaiah says. Prophet Isaiah says it this way. Uh, Isaiah 26. It says, you, Lord, you, God, will keep in perfect peace. Those whose minds are steadfast, why? Because they trust you. This idea of steadfast, right? Do you see how this is gonna take some effort? Do you see how this is gonna be intentional? This is not just, I prayed the prayer once and now I'm good. This is a moment by moment, day by day, uh, uh, before my feet hit the floor tomorrow morning, I've made a decision. I've made a decision that my mind is going to be steadfast, that I'm going to dwell upon the things of God. I'm not going to allow the thoughts. I'm not going to allow the dishonorable things. I'm not going to allow the things that are not true to be what I dwell upon. My mind is steadfast. And the prophet Isaiah says, oh, Lord, you will keep us in perfect peace when our minds are steadfast. Why? Because we trust you. We trust you. We trust you. When our mind is steadfast, when, when we're determined to dwell on the right things, we experience his peace. Today, today it's time for many of us, it's time to draw the line in the sand. If you haven't already over these last couple weeks, maybe you haven't gotten to be with us. Maybe today's your first Welcome, so good that you're here. You picked a great day to show up because this is, this is truth that we all need. This is truth that we all need. And maybe today... Is your day today? Maybe you're going to make the decision. I, I will not be a prisoner anymore. I will not be a prisoner. I battled long enough and allowed these these kind of thoughts to just enter in my mind and, and I think on them and I dwell upon them. But today is the day. I'm going to choose. I'm going to choose. I'm going to choose to not allow my mind to be a prisoner anymore. I'm going to choose not to allow myself to be a victim of toxic thoughts. No matter how long, no matter how many years I've believed the lies of the enemy, things that are not true according to God's word, I will not allow it anymore. I'm going to allow God to transform my mind today for you, maybe today's the day. Maybe today's your day to say, I'm going to make a new choice. I'm choosing a new path, right? Because we've learned that the lies that we, cre- that, that we believe in our mind, they actually create pathways in our brain. And today you're saying, by faith, Lord, it's time for me to choose a new path. Today, today, maybe the choice you wanna make is you say, I will set my mind on eternal things. I will, I will set my mind on the truth. I will, I will set my mind on good things, the best things that God has for me. And today, today's your day because today in faith, you will experience his victory, you will experience his transformation, his truth, his perfect peace right now. Not when these circumstances change, not tomorrow once you figure out, oh, no, 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 today, in spite of whatever it is happening around you, today, you're gonna make the choice and say, enough is enough. I've wasted too many days, too many years, too much of my life losing a battle that in faith, according to God's word, says that I can win. And so I'm going to make a choice. So church, I'm going to ask you, would you stand with me today? Would you stand as we prepare to close out this series? The band is coming, and we're going to do something before we close today. We've been, we've been practicing a few things as we're together in worship. This is a great place to practice things. Did you know that? And today, today I'm going to invite you to join me in, in powerful exercise. Now, uh, some of you, some of you, that word exercise just makes you start sweating already. You haven't even done anything yet. But I, I got, so we're not going to do stair stepper or aerobics or Pilates, or anything, so relax. But the truth is, the truth is, in this battle in our mind, we're going to have to practice sometimes. We're going to have to exercise, right? What happens when we exercise, you get stronger. And there's muscles that right now are not that strong. They get stronger. And so some of us, in this battle in the mind, we're going to have to learn to exercise a little bit. We're going to have to learn to do some intentional things. We're going to have to re-engage some muscles in some disciplines that, that we've pushed to the side for too long. And so today, we're going to practice that. We're going to practice that uh, an exercise. So today, uh, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to share with you a, a declaration. There's nothing, there's nothing remarkable about what I'm going to share with you except, except... It's quite remarkable because it's rooted in God's word and what is true today. And the Apostle Paul tells us that we're to dwell on what is true, that we're to dwell on what is noble and right and pure and honorable. And so today, what I want to share with you today, there's nothing nothing remarkable in that any of you could do this. In fact, some of you will go home today and you're going to write your own declaration. Because for too long, you've allowed your thoughts to just kind of guide you. Or you've allowed the opinions of others or your social media feed or what's happening on to kind of guide your thoughts. But no more because you're a child of God. And you're not going to dwell on everything else happening around you. You're going to dwell on what God says and on his truth. And so some of you today, you're going to go home and you're going to write your own declaration. You didn't even know you could do that. But you're going to do it. Because it declares the truth about who you are. It declares the truth about who you put your trust in. It declares the truth on what you will set your mind on. And so today, we're gonna practice that. We're gonna practice that. In just a minute, I wanna declare some truth. I'm gonna say it as I, 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 because this is true for me. Now, if it's not, if you don't believe it's true for you, I'm praying for you today, but every single one of us in the room today can receive and accept this as truth. And today, we're gonna fix our mind. We're gonna fix our mind on good things. So I'm gonna ask you, would you pray with me for a minute? Would you bow your head? Would you quiet your heart in just a minute? I wanna declare truth over you. I wanna speak truth over you. I wanna encourage you and exhort you to set your mind on truth today, on what is good and what is pure and what is noble, the things that will help produce peace in your life. And so today with your heads bowed and your eyes closed, God changed my mind. God, transformed my mind. God, set me free from lies. God, set me free from the destructive pattern of thinking. Lord, set me free from all the things I've been telling myself that just aren't true. Lord, set me free from being guided by so many things happening around me, the chaos and the confusion. So, Lord, today I choose to set my mind on you. Church family, this is is a declaration today for us. I am a child of God. I'm created and I'm saved by him. Jesus did for me what no one else could do, providing my forever life in heaven by faith through his death and resurrection. It doesn't matter today what I see in my circumstances. I will trust him. I will hope because I am his. Worry is not my master. Fear will not rule me. My enemy wants to bury me under a mountain of lies. He will not. God's word is truth. I will fix my mind on him, the one most lovely and most noble and most beautiful. I will not focus on myself, but on loving everyone around me every single day. I need him so desperately, and he will be faithful. I believe. I believe. And the church said, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for listening today. You can email us at info at for any questions about our church. When you're done listening, please subscribe to this channel for the latest updates and new episodes.